Hey, everybody. My name is Justin Murphy, and this is my podcast. It's called Other Life because it's where I talk about all the things I don't get to talk about in normal life. So if you're into it, you should definitely subscribe. And if you'd like to talk to other people interested in what I'm interested in, or ask me questions or request future topics or guests, please just follow the link in the show notes. Finally, I just want to give a huge thanks to all the donors and patrons. I could not keep this podcast running without financial backers, so I'm very grateful. And I would just say that if you enjoy this podcast or my blog or my videos, please do consider signing up to give a little bit of money each month. It would really help me grow out this project, and it would mean a lot to me. So thanks a lot. Now on to the podcast, over and out. I know a lot of you watching the live stream are not necessarily subscribed to the podcast, so I would just kindly encourage you to you might as well just subscribe to the podcast because you probably don't see all the live streams that's just kind of how the live stream culture works you some you know you catch some of them you catch other ones you don't catch so just subscribe to the podcast it's called other life you can find it wherever you get your podcasts and it'll just make sure that you stay up to date on all the stuff that i'm putting out through this live stream slash podcast combo and uh if you enjoy what i'm making i would really appreciate you leaving a review because i recently i had a viral tweet a few months ago some of you might remember and i got a lot of flack for it uh it, it was actually like mega viral in in the bad kind of way it was like on out Al- it was featured on tv it was on al jazeera um i was like the evil person of the week uh for a few weeks ago and um when that happened, I got a lot of negative reviews on the podcast, just like random people who never listened to it, just kind of went on the iTunes site for the podcast and just uh, gave me like a one star and like said nasty things to me. So uh, if you're out there and you listen to the podcast also, or you just listen to the to the live stream only, but it's all the same content, essentially, uh, I would really appreciate it if you take a minute to go leave a review and, you know, leave your leave your true opinion. And, uh, I, yeah, I'd appreciate that. I need to kind of counteract, uh, the, the influx of negative reviews from randos that I just got. So that's just a, a, a very a little favor I'm asking of you if you wouldn't be so kind. And all right, I see Jeremy here. Uh, I'm going to bring him in now and, uh, that's enough for the housekeeping. We're going to get right to it. All right, Jeremy, can you hear me and see me? Okay. Hey, yeah, you're coming through clear. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. How you doing, man? Wonderful. Uh, I'm doing great, and, and I'm I'm glad to be talking uh, with you today. Any chance I get to sit in front of this thing? So this is I don't I don't work in front of this all the time. Uh, so it's always okay. a joy. Uh, so yeah. where are you right now, then? Uh, I'm in I'm in Southern New Hampshire. Yeah, I'll be straight with your audience, right? If uh, when I talk to the VCs, I say we're in the Boston area, uh, but uh, I can be I can be honest here. So. Right. Boston just sounds uh, more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, it fits. You got to check the boxes, right? Uh, you know, so it's uh, uh, Boston's a town for startups. Uh, you know, Southern New Hampshire is. Mm. I, am, I am very close to Boston. I'm in Boston regularly. Okay. So is that where library is based? Yeah, we have uh, we have an office here, uh, and, although we're a significantly remote company. Um, so okay. it's about one third here, about two thirds remote. Okay. Um, I know, I don't know if you and I talked about this. I, I personally know someone named Brendan Brewer. Do you know him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's a member of our community. Uh, he's actually uh, trying to revamp our, our trending algorithm right now. Uh, but yeah, he's a great guy. I mean, there's, uh, um, you know, there's, there's hundreds of people, uh, thousands of people that are in the uh, library chat rooms right now. Uh, you know, there's a whole community around what we're trying to do, uh, which is to create, uh, you know, really um, uh, a place for uh, free communication, free speech uh, on the internet. Right on, right on. So let's jump right into that then. And why don't you, why don't we start with just letting our listeners know a little bit about library? I think when I introduced it in the promo video I did last week, I described it as just a kind of decentralized 
alternative to YouTube on the blockchain, essentially. But is there anything crucial that you would take issue with on that description or add to it or subtract to that? No, I, th- I think that's very fair. And that's a, that's a great description. Um, so, you know, I, I tend to explain it in two different ways. So I have the sort of uh, explanation uh, that I give it at Thanksgiving, let's say, uh, you know, which is uh, um, we want to make services like YouTube possible, but without Google, you know, um, and mm-hmm. sort of the, the more sophisticated way of explaining that is we uh, with, at Library uh, have created a protocol um, that does all the same uh, stuff that, that services like YouTube uh, or or Apple or iTunes or these other services do, but we've done it as a protocol. And so the distinction there is, uh, you know, when you use the web, HTTP, when you use email, SMTP, these are protocols. These are open standards. So um, they're interoperable, right? Uh, I, I, someone, can, one person can use Gmail, someone else can use Proton Mail, someone else can use Outlook. They all communicate. If you want to leave one service, you can walk away with stuff. Uh, the, the ways that they work is open, as opposed to YouTube, which is uh, hides the way that a lot of their stuff works in terms of how things are discovered and, and, and found. Mm-hmm. So that's the distinction, um, and you can use it right now. Uh, so library.tv is uh, is the web version. Uh, you can subscribe to Justin. Uh, so I highly highly recommend uh, doing that. Uh, and then uh, for people who want to, if you if, uh, want to learn more about sort of the technical side, we have a whole bunch of technical resources and stuff like that, um, that which you can find through library.tech and library.com. Right. Okay, great. And so there's a lot to unpack there. And I think as we discussed in email, Jeremy, I think it'd be really cool if we could kind of gear the conversation towards uh, intellectual creators, kind of like myself, who are trying to carve out a kind of alternative to an academic cr- kind of lifestyle or intellectual career through the internet alone. I think there are more and more people like me. I I don't know how much you know about my story, but I recently quit academia essentially because, I mean, I had a kind of successful and and continuing career in academia, but the internet stuff was getting more and more interesting to me and it was catching on and I was getting traction blogging and making videos and stuff like that at the same time that my academic administrators were kind of getting increasingly on my case and annoying. And I decided that you know, I, 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 it wasn't worth it for me anymore to, to kind of play the academic game. And I think there are more and more people like me who are basically seeing the internet and the various kind of content platforms and content strategies that are available to creative intellectuals today as essentially a, a possible replacement for the entire uh, kind of academic system, essentially, at least for individuals. I'm not talking about the education aspect, but for people who want to uh, create meaningful, serious, uh, educated and thoughtful intellectual work over time. It's increasingly looking like just doing that on the internet by yourself is at least as possible or at least as as probable as pursuing an academic career. And so I'm I'm kind of finding myself at the epicenter of people that are doing that. And I, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm, I'm kind of, I've been forced to sort of be somewhat avant-garde in that regard. And so um, I'm interested in platforms such as library from this perspective i'm interested in and i think a lot of my listeners are are also interested in this in this perspective on things like how can how do people like me know how to distribute my time and energy right because there are so many sort of uh blockchain startups and so many different people try and groups trying to innovate in the space and i'd be curious just from your perspective as someone who's obviously been paying a lot of attention to this and, and trying to navigate it in your own way um, what does what what do you think library offers to someone like me, for instance, that's that's unique to other uh, uh, kind of content platforms out there? Yeah, so I think I think the biggest um, distinction is that uh, you know when you're building on top of a platform uh, like YouTube, 
Um, and, and realistically, Justin, I don't, I don't think you should get off YouTube. You got an audience on YouTube. We're not, we don't claim we can replace a YouTuber's audience right. not necessarily. Although if you're a YouTuber who is fighting censorship, who's getting downgraded in the rankings because YouTube thinks you shouldn't be trusted or these various things, there's, there's some stronger reason. But if you're finding success on YouTube, our, our, you know, we, we're not, um, sort of like shrill, like you need to get off YouTube, uh, immediately. Mm. Um, a lot about YouTube, honestly, is great. I still watch videos on on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. The distinction is that when you're building a business on top of YouTube, you're building a business. I, you know, I, I use a metaphor. I, I say you're building it on top of quicksand. Um, the rules can change on you. The ground can slide from underneath your feet, and you have no say or 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 control about that. Or um, you know, you could look at at people who have um, who is the who who got kicked off of Patreon. I thought it was absolutely. Uh, uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, I can't remember who. Maybe it's Sargon. I don't know. Anyway, okay, a few, like, yeah, 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 a few. And so it's like you know, that's really rough. Uh, and and so you know, if you have any concerns whether that that kind of thing can happen, um, uh, you know, uh, that's a reason to at least be preparing. Uh, you know, for an alternative. And so part of the proposal that we make to YouTubers is we'll show you that. Um, this can help you. Um, so rather than saying you have to quit and you have to change everything and you have to ditch the way you do everything, we say, keep publishing to YouTube. We'll co-publish with you. We make that really easy. You're participating in that program, um, which if you're a YouTuber listening is at lbry.com slash YouTube. And, uh, and, and we can now make the case to you and say, Hey, you're getting these subscribers. Um, you're getting these tips. You're getting these, these contributions. Um, I think we still need to do um, more of that. You know, our, we just launched the web version. Our first focus was getting this, deeper um, protocol uh, layer working. And now as we're, we're coming up, uh, we are looking at adding, you know, the ability to, to tip and pay, you know, via, via credit cards to be able to onboard and to be replacing um, some of these things on, on that side as well. Um, but already we have creators who have made thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars um, on library. Uh, you know, the most popular creators are, are getting, you know, have, uh, you know, tens of 10,000 ish, you know, uh, subscribers, that kind of thing. So there are creators who are able to, to get uh, substantial traction today. Um, but you can also kind of just dip your toe in the water and, and you don't have to commit all the way. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Maybe we should pause on that. Do you know, off the top of your head, could you give us a few vignettes of, of who these top creators are that are making good money on library? Yeah, you know, it's funny is a lot of creators, I think, participated in this YouTube program, like, you know, a year ago, um, which we had up well before we had the website up and, and I think kind of forgot about it. You know, we were, um, we told, uh, Naomi Brockwell, uh, recently that she could, she could grab the keys to, to her channel. And, uh, actually, I, I think I didn't make this, um, really clear. I just want to hit on this one point before I finish yeah. the story about this keys to the channel. Cause that phrase, what does that mean? Something that's absolutely different about library from every other tech. You know, this is what's fundamentally different about it is like, we can't edit your account. We can't modify it. It's not the, the database that backs library is not a database on our server somewhere. It's the blockchain. So when you have the, the keys to your channel, key is password, if you're not familiar with that term, uh, that's, uh, that's just you, right? Like even if, if someone says, uh, you know, calls us up and says, take this off the network, the most we can do is put it on a blacklist and say, and, you know, we don't let our website access it and that kind of thing. But we don't have the, the, there's a fundamental difference in this type of design versus, you know, a YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Naomi Brockwell, we sent her an email. I was like, oh, she, you can claim your wallet. And you know, she opened it up and, and she had accumulated more than $2,000 uh, worth of, of tips and donations. Um, uh, Tim Pool as well, I think, has earned a couple thousand dollars. So yeah, look, this isn't a living. I'm not. I don't. I can't tell a creator get on library today. Uh, you're going to make fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand sure. dollars more this year. That's not going to. I think that's like we're we're building towards that. 
Um, but you can find an audience and you can be part of building this with us, which I also think is part of what's really cool. As I, as I mentioned, you know, um, there's thousands of us in a chat room that are talking about this. There's dozens of us working on the tech. Everything is open source. You know, we're kind of all building this together. And so if you also kind of like the idea of being part of this journey to build this kind of new world, this new thing where um, this really is, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the term Internet 3.0 or whatever you want to call this, but this really is different from what's what's come before. Um, Right. A, yeah. For a while, we had a, a a welcome message that said using library is like dating a centaur. Uh, so it's normal from the top up, but it's way, <laughs> way different underneath. Uh, nice. And that's that's really the truth. The truth. Like, so you pull up library TV, you pull it up in the app. It feels like a website. But what's going on underneath is way different uh, from what from what's come before. Right, right. And something I would add for listeners who are possibly interested in developing their own kind of content platforms in the way that I am is probably one of the best things in my experience getting on library. Cause basically I'm, I'm, I spread myself onto anything that'll have me pretty much. I, I try to have a kind of, we're, and we're flattered to, to receive that, you know, so <laughs> thanks. Well, I just try to have a maximally diversified portfolio is the, is the way that I, the, the way that I see it because you never know what's going to get shut down and then you never know what's going to rise. Right. And so as long as the transaction costs are not too high, as long as it's um, relatively straightforward to, get up and running on it. Uh, I usually will at least check, I'll sign up for and, and check out pretty much every platform I encounter just to mess around with it, see, see how it works. And, um, what's cool about library is that, uh, it synchronizes with YouTube. So it's, it can be all automatically mirrored. And that's, that's really important because a lot of content creators are just uh, overwhelmed with various tasks of just posting things in different places, right? You have to post something to your patrons, you have to post something to your blog. And it's just a lot of uh, micro tasks that get really annoying and time consuming. And so if it was like, if it was even, if it even required like 10 seconds of labor to get my video from YouTube to library, realistically, I probably wouldn't get around to it. Um, unless it were, unless library were to, were, were to really blow up and it, and it, it became uh, really attractive to do so. But what's really cool about library right now is it's all automatically mirrored. So if you make videos on YouTube, you can have a library account and a, a regularly automatically updated library channel um, that just mirrors all of your YouTube content. And so that was kind of the thing that made library to me worth at least trying and, and, and made it feel like, okay, this, this is worth doing because it's not, it doesn't really require any regular upkeep on my part. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and, um, we're big on that. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm someone who has a, a me and many other people at our company and we have a background of building usable software, right? This is not a pie in the sky blockchain project. It's about, you know, creating something that, um, a, a, you know, actually works. And it's the same thing. Um, I'd say on the, on the, on the viewer side, right? So, um, if you're a viewer who maybe has some frustrations with YouTube, you don't want to support them because you don't like the fact that they put their thumb on the scales. Uh, there are lots of creators. Justin's on library, uh, you know, three blue, one brown, Jordan Peterson, Veritasium, you know, a bunch of these other creators are, are co-publishing, subscribe to them on library and you can get the same thing. And you don't have to uh, with also with no ads and you don't have to support, mm. um, you know, you don't have to support Google. You don't have to support YouTube. Right. So there's a question here that someone asked wants to know. So you have to self-host library. No, it, there's no self-hosting required. It's all it's essentially just like YouTube. It's its own app. I think there's now, as you were saying, Jeremy, there's also a, a open website version also. And uh, no, you don't have to self-host anything. You just upload content and then you can also watch content just like you would on YouTube, essentially. Yeah. So think of it as like um, 
Library.tv is is like just like it feels a lot like uh, YouTube. That's sort of like the Coinbase equivalent to Bitcoin. So there is a network underneath it. When you're on Library TV, that's like using Coinbase, right? Like you're not you you talk to Coinbase and then Coinbase talks to Bitcoin. Same thing with Library.tv. You're ta- you're just hanging out with Library.tv. Library TV is doing all the network stuff. If you download the the desktop client, which you can download from Library.com, then you're using like um, the the you're participating in the network. Uh, and the actual hosting and things like that. Oh, okay, right. That's a, that's a good way to better explain it. That's right. So it is okay. my job to explain it. So you know, I've had some. I've had some <laughs> yeah. <practice. laughs> so one one kind of random question I had was: Do you have plans to introduce live streaming, or no? Is that not on the roadmap? Or we have on the roadmap, uh, uh, we have pie in the sky plans of uh, introduce. So it was a consideration. Okay. Um, and so this is a distinction. Um, and by the way, I, I know your audience. I, ha- I I'm, I'm very confident your audience is intelligent. I'm not sure how technical they are. Uh, so um, but I'm guessing they would have heard of something like BitTorrent. They might not know how it works, but they, they've heard of it. Probably right? most of them do, but it yeah. doesn't hurt to to, to okay, explain so, things I already know. So Bit, Bit, BitTorrent is a is a is a peer to peer data transfer. Um, sort of protocol. Uh, um, library took a lot of inspiration from it in terms of how its data network is designed and it works. BitTorrent is very popular. It's something like 20% of all internet traffic is BitTorrent traffic, uh, even today. Um, and uh, uh, anyway, one flaw in BitTorrent is you can't do a live stream. So you have to have a whole file. You can't, because so, a live stream is essentially an unterminated file. You've started a file, but you haven't finished it yet. You're still making right. it. Um, and so you can't do this in BitTorrent. You have to have the whole thing. It has to be done. Um, one of the things that we did do with library is we did design it with that idea in mind. Uh, we have not fully implemented support for, for live streaming yet. Um, but it's not like, uh, you know, it wouldn't require a hard fork. It wouldn't require like a complete redesign of the architecture. Um, so it was like considered, but realistically it's not going to be here, you know, in the next six months, it's, it's not like around the corner. Cool. Yeah. Gotcha. I was just kind of curious. What is the priority for the development of library? What should we expect? Uh, so, well, one, I'll tell you, um, we're trying to uh, just like, library TV only like just launched, like technically right. we haven't even issued a blog post that says that it's, it's launched. We had it as a beta and we've been kind of seeing like, will it hold up and people have wanted okay. to start using it. Uh, and it's been great. You know, we've already had, uh, you know, more than 10,000 visitors, a lot of days um, coming on to it right. already. This is what um, it looks like for people who are curious. This oh yeah. Thank web- you. That's this a, is that's just the website. Yeah. 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 Um, and then if you're if you're uh, you know signed in, there's a navigation and stuff on the right side and, and other things for, for right. following. So um, anyway, um, in terms of so to one, we're we're, we're really paying attention to uh, how people are reacting and, and using this uh, you know right now. So we're staying like pretty pretty nimble. Um, but uh, we are uh, we do want to do more as I was mentioning with payments because we think that that's um, something that people want. Um, mm. We're changing uh, the YouTube. Um, partnership uh, stuff so that you get additional rewards for views and subscribers. Um, so to give some additional incentive, um, we're doing a, um, uh, I know, I know this is one. everyone loves these, right? Who doesn't love referral programs, right? Uh, so uh, we have some changes coming in that regard so you can invite other people and, and, and earn rewards um, along that uh, front. Um, and, you know, in terms of features, there is some stuff in the pipeline, both in terms of um, reposts, um, um, commenting, at, at, you know, adding, you know, just generally progressing the the feature set in terms of what's missing, um, but also a lot of it's um, um, polish. Um, I'd say the big one that we still need to crack is the onboarding and offboarding from other currencies, mm. right? So you've mm. got a blockchain token that's that's doing a lot of economics, but it's really frustrating to convert between 
a blockchain token and dollars and and you know a lot of people just want dollars yeah i me too i'm not holding huge amounts of various tokens uh, I, I hold some, but I'm not, you know, uh, it's not like my life savings is in tokens. It's in good old U.S. dollars or things close to equivalent to that. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, yeah, we're doing more with that, I think, is probably the big, the, the biggest thing that we're, we're working on cracking. Right on. Okay, cool. And what about payment infrastructure for creators? Is there anything? That's, yeah, that's essentially yeah. what I'm talking about. So both so oh, okay. that you can have an easier way of cashing out from the token so that people on the viewer side can... Um, if they want to tip, you know, right now, most, a lot of people get their tokens for free, but what if they want to tip more than they get for free, right? You know, so you get like five bucks free. What if you want to tip 10 bucks? You know, right now you have to right. go to some other website, go through a bunch of extra steps, uh, that, you know, this kind of thing. Although really right. we're also trying to talk to creators and see what they want. Like if you're like, if the creators are like, well, I just want to drive people to their Patreon. You know, we're fine with that. The whole nature mm -hmm. of library being a protocol is like, our incentives are actually much closer aligned than they are with YouTube, right? Because right. Uh, YouTube basically has captured a market and now it's in the process of extracting it right now. It's, this is, it's doing its rent collection because the switching costs are really high. So, and this is the pattern that companies go through again and again and again, every, and this is like literally what VCs try to design companies do. You get, you, you create, you're trying to create a two-sided marketplace. You create a really great product. You get people in and then, and then because of the, the, the dynamics of that kind of marketplace, it's really hard, hard to switch. No one wants to be the first person to leave Facebook. Right. No one wants to be the first person to leave Twitter. And so once you've got them a little bit locked in, then you can, you turn the monetization dial. And this is why like literally every service gets worse, right? <laughs> Facebook is, mm -hmm. gets worse than it was. Right. YouTube gets worse than it was. This because right. that's how they make more money. Right. That's right. And I think there's definitely growing discontent on YouTube uh, among YouTubers, right? There's a, there's a palpable sense that YouTube is kind of going down the drains. I think a lot of people think or feel at the moment, it, it is obviously the biggest player in town. So yeah. as you're saying, no one's rushing off of it. But I, this is one of the reasons why I spent a lot of time looking at all the different alternatives and, and, and startup competitors floating around because I want to know, I want to know what's going to, what's going to win when YouTube finally collapses, you know? Um, so obviously you you hope it will be library <laughs> and, and i'm sure you're doing everything you can to make sure that it's that it's library yeah i mean i i'll tell you i i certainly am uh but i am um i am you know sort of like free speech and free communication and personal choice are are in my bones and uh i i take anyone <laughs> building this and making it work like i want yeah. it to work yeah. so badly uh you know so i'm i'm we're, we certainly want to win and, and we're a competitive team um, but if I lose and, and the, you know, it exists, that's, I'll take that. That's a happy right. place for now, me. Now, just to be clear, it, it, it is true to say that library is, uh, censorship proof. Is that fair to say? Technically, well, man, proof is a tough word to use. Uh, well, what would me. you say? How, how would you, I how would resistant? You? It's, you know, I, I, I feel comfortable saying it's, you know, one of the most, if not the most end to end censorship resistant ways okay. to say something is censorship proof. I mean, we can unplug the computers, right? Like we can, mm. you know, we can go mm. around and inspect people's hard drives. Like, <laughs> you know, the state, if you're saying, uh, yeah, right. like if, if it's, if it's the 14 people working at library versus the state of China, I don't know if we, if we've got that battle won at this point. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> But we're, you know, we'd like to, we're, we'd like to, sure. but to make this clear for people, there's no, there's no way for you or other people yes, yes, within yes. the library administration to mess around with. Yeah, I'm doing a bad job telling my, my company here. So thank you for giving me a second chance. Yeah. I think this is the most censorship resistant way of publishing out there. Um, it's just that the, the most censorship resistant doesn't, uh, you know, isn't, you know, can always life, you know, censorship finds a way to pa parallel Jurassic Park.
Right, uh, right. Okay. Um, I pre well, I appreciate your your rigor there. That's good. Uh, <laughs> but for 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 most people, um, I think what what they really have in their minds when they think about this question is, um, you can't decide to yes, we can't decide something, right? Yes, yeah, the metadata like and yeah, and and so the distinction we actually have pretty censorship resistant data networks, right? Like there are lots of people who would like to censor BitTorrent. BitTorrent's pretty censorship resistant, whether you want to call it censorship proof or not. The key mm -hmm. problem with BitTorrent is the metadata, right? Metadata is still centralized. So I mean, that was really the foundation of library. It might even still be the pinned tweet on my Twitter pointing to this um, topic. Um, but yeah, that's like, it's like, wow, blockchain, you know, so, so now we have decentralized metadata as well as decentralized data. Now we did other stuff, you know, we're not trying to just become another BitTorrent. You know, BitTorrent doesn't have signed publisher identities. BitTorrent doesn't have the, some ways to legitimize content that we do and, and other things. Um, uh, but yeah, yes. Right. Okay. That makes sense then. And so, I mean, one of the critiques of YouTube right now is that they're messing with the algorithm so much that, it's no longer seen as a very good place for people starting out. There is, yeah. there, and this is a kind of widespread consensus um, on YouTube or within YouTube culture that back in the day of YouTube, if you were putting out good content that people were watching on a regular basis, you would rise in your subscriber count and your views much more rapidly and much more consistently and predictably than you do now. There's this idea that now, if you're just starting out on YouTube, um, the way the algorithm recommendation engine works, you're just not going to be able to become as big as you would have been back in the day. And so I wonder, can you speak to the, the, how, how is it possible that a, a competitor such as library is going to be more attractive for people starting out? Oh, I mean, I think that's, I think that's definitely, um, true. Um, particularly okay. if, um, you, uh, you know, so I think if you want to get big on YouTube today now as a new creator, I think you have to have some mechanism outside of YouTube that's going to bring you um, that's going to bring you a lot of subscribers or views fairly rapidly. Mm -hmm. um, because basically the algorithms aren't entirely excluding those people, but unless you're doing extremely well, extremely quickly, you're basically going to get excluded from them. So that's sort right. of like slower, more gradual following building, I think is very is, as you say, very hard to very hard to. Uh, yeah, very hard. Uh, and on library, you know, there are a lot of people who are very excited, who are eager, particularly, I mean, I will say the community likes people who are like, I'm publishing exclusively on library. They're like, yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, and, and you can find, um, um, so if you, if you are just um, coming, uh, just starting out, you're small, publish on library, come into our chat room, share it with the audience there. Um, you know, we also pick, and sometimes we'll pick smaller channels. We email them out to our email list for people who want to know about um, new channels. So, that we're still um, handpicking a little bit, and we're I'm curious about ways we can sort of spread that throughout the community rather than us just doing it. Um, uh, but absolutely, I think if you're just starting, library is a great place to come. So, do you have any sense? Could could you? Is there any way that you could share with us um, uh, any sense of what type of traffic one could expect if one were to? let's say a random person gets on library out of nowhere tomorrow and uploads one video every day for a month. Like do, do you have a, what's like an av an average number of views or anything like this you could share? Um, I can share some things. I don't know exactly off the top of my head what an average number of views is. And in terms of how your content would perform, it obviously depends on both how good your content is and of course, you know, of course. how much it fits. Truthfully, our audience right now is uh, we're not, I'm not going to say we've exactly reached the, uh, the, the mainstream, uh, you know, so how much does it play to some of the people who are a little more into blockchain tech, right. free speech issues, um, that's right. some of our earlier audience. Um, although certainly look, I, I post videos on my, 
uh, of my kid. And my mom watches them on library, you know, no problem. So I'm not trying to say you have to, you can't use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's pretty user friendly overall. Um, uh, but to answer your question, um, uh, the uh, new, new uh, creators are probably going to end up with anywhere from couple uh, well i mean if you come into our chat and say hey i'm a new creator i'm just getting started you know it wouldn't surprise me if you end up with a couple hundred um subscribers wouldn't surprise me if you end up with a couple hundred to you know a thousand views you know we're we're getting more than a hundred thousand um monthly active uniques talking about like 50 to eighty thousand, uh you know weekly most people are watching several pieces of content um you know when they come on so it's and this is all um, growing and, and and trending pretty positively as well. So you know I think uh, okay. the, in a couple of months these these numbers are only going to be substantially higher. Like remember, yeah. Library TV mm-hmm. launched <laughs> like three weeks ago, you know, four weeks. Right. Ago. Yeah. And when when you say that um, if you come into the library chat, uh, what uh, are you chat referring to? Library.com, Yeah, is where a lot of us are 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 hanging out. So if you go on there, it's a Discord server um, where there's okay. a lot of the library community. Okay, so that's kind of the hot spot to be if you want to kind of start investing more in the community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although also if you're on, I mean, we we, we try to be active anywhere um, people are active, and there's other, of course other. So you know, there's a Telegram, there's a Reddit. Uh, we're active on Twitter. Um, so you know, there's if you're using any of these and you want to start interacting with other people who are into library, um, yeah, uh, come find us. Okay, cool. So do you, do you have a sense of what is the kind of optimal? social sharing strategy for, for library creators? Do you know yeah. the pr- best practices on that? Yeah. I mean, it's basically, I would say, um, uh, well, it's what channels are you on, right? So you might be building a community through an email list versus you might be building a community on Twitter. So, right. um, but I would say whatever medium you're using, just go onto your uh, video, click the share button, copy that link. It'll come in. So like if you put those links in Twitter, it'll come in nice with the large image and all of them, it'll look right, you know. And does that direct them to the website or the app? So if you, if you copy the link out of the share, uh, yes, <laughs> this is good. You, you like nuance. So I'll, I'll pry behind the curtain here a little yeah. bit. Uh, uh, so this is something we're, we're actually trying to figure out a little bit from a product wise. Okay. So I'll say how it works right now, but this mm-hmm. could change very soon. Um, right now, if you copy just the library TV links out of your browser, it just sends people to library TV. If you click from the share, there's an open.library.com link, and that will try to know if the person has the desktop app or not. And so that way it will take them to like, so that's a slightly better one to use, but like realistically, you know, more traffic's coming from library TV. So, so just using the straight TV links is absolutely fine. And any desktop user will know how to get from there, like to the desktop if they want to really use it in desktop. Um, But those open links are the best ones to use because they, um, and you can just get them out of the share dialogue and they will um, attempt to, to get to the right. Also similarly on mobile, right? Cause we have a mobile app. Uh, Well, Android only, but yeah. Okay. Now when I share, if I share a a link to one of my videos on library, let's say I share it to Twitter and someone from Twitter watches that video. uh, Do they, they don't have to be, uh, I, they, do they have to have an account or no? No, no. just like okay. YouTube. Anyone can just play that video. Yeah. Maybe you could explain a little bit more about the the process through which people uh, tip or pay to the videos that they like. How does how does that work? Yeah. So you can um, you can just straight set a price on your content. So if you want everyone to pay you, you know, a dollar to um, watch it, you can do that. Um, that is currently not supported in the web version. It's going to be supported in the web version in the near uh, future, but we didn't want to, uh, block releasing the web version on that. Um, 
does work in the desktop app. It does work on mobile. Um, uh, so that's one option. Um, the okay. other option is that um, you can just put it out for free. And a lot of library users do like to tip uh, uh, tip content that they like. And so just um, you, know, you just click the tip button. It's right below every piece of content. It's also on every channel page. And you can just send um, however much LBC uh, that you want. Uh, you will be able to include comments with your uh, tips very soon. Right now, those are separate um, processes. So tip a tip and a comment can't be associated. Uh, but that's going to change um, in the near future. Someone's working on that. Um, I mean, yeah, that's 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 pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's interesting. Um, could you say a little bit about what the algorithm is and how and how it works? Like, what does it prioritize for trending or? Um, yeah, whatever would be the most valuable interpretation of that question. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so there's a couple. Um, and the, the, I will say again, though, this is an area of active work, and uh, all sure. the algorithms that do this are uh, open, um, okay. mostly in the code, the uh, SDK code base. Anyway, I don't know why I'm explaining that. Uh, the uh, trending uh, is is calculated. Um, it's, it's a fairly common statistical technique. You basically just look at um, past performance over a window. So you, mm-hmm. uh, so you have a sample window of like how far back do you look? Um, and so that, that determines your baseline. And then you have a smaller window and you say, how has it been performing in this window? And then you calculate um, what's called a Z-score. You're, so you're, st- you're a stats guy. You know all this, right? Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, all right. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if your audience does it. Yeah. Uh, so you calculate the, yeah, the Z-score and that's- This is the app that we're looking at, by the way. Yeah. So, people know. so if you click at the top, um, instead of tags you follow, put it on uh, the whole everyone. So this will show us trending across the whole network. Okay, right. So okay, so you, you're basically just saying that you use a, a, a standard algorithm that yeah yeah priori- I think, yeah. yeah it prioritizes. So so what what would it prioritize, right? Because like the YouTube algorithm, for instance, it it's changed over time to prioritize different things. Like currently, it prioritizes. My understanding is that uh, they want. Uh, not just views, but people watching the whole video, for instance, that will, yeah, so that, that's yeah, right, right now we're not uh, really prioritizing any of that. I mean, honestly, even trend, just to show you how fast we're kind of moving, I mean, trending has existed for, I think just a couple of months. Um, and so uh, we, we're not uh, right now it is, it's, f- uh, I don't think it works that um, poorly, but it is fairly basic. And I mentioned earlier that uh, your your uh, our, our, I guess mutual colleague, or I don't know how you know Brendan, but uh, he is he is uh, he's playing around with it uh, right now mm-hmm. to come up with some new new formulas for this. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is. That's right. Okay. Cool. So okay, interesting. So and then um, and suggested uh, or related, I guess it's uh, labeled there is um, is basically just using the same. Um, it, it's basically just it's actually just using the search engine. Uh, so it's taking terms from the video and then using the same engine that the search uh, engine uses. Uh, but it actually works pretty well. A lot of the related stuff is actually related. So, Okay, cool, cool. Um, interesting. So obviously a, a lot of people know that the, the big difficulty with these types of social networks is, you know, the what makes the network effects so amazing if you get them also makes them really hard to crack, right? Because you have to get this kind of critical mass of uh, both producers and consumers. And then um, if you can get that, it can take off in this kind of crazy uh, network effect kind of way. But until the, you get to that kind of takeoff scenario, it, it, it can be difficult. So I'm curious, like what, um, I'm sure you have a kind of master plan or some kind of uh, strategy, right? For, for trying to get this into a kind of exponential growth takeoff kind of, uh, 
scenario, right? Like what, what, how are you trying to do that? I'm just kind of curious, like, uh, how are you trying to seed it with, um, all of the best people you can get or whatever? Yeah. So, so first, um, uh, just to, uh, based on some feedback in the, in the comments, just to clarify that it's, uh, there, there is a staking mechanism, um, and that's part of how the blockchain works. So I, I hadn't gotten into this yet, but basically you can also essentially bind some of your token to support, um, a creator. So that's not giving it. So the, a tip comes in this way by default. A tip is giving it to them. This other thing, which we call a support, is it's not giving it to them, but it improves their performance and their results. Um, so you you do that, and it's like saying like you know you're taking some money, and it can't be spent temporarily. And you're saying I I'm using this to signal that I like Justin, and that helps Justin do a little bit better in results. And that's also used in the trending calculation. Um, but to answer your uh, question about sort of the marketing and how's it go. Um, so you, the, the key, um, with this, and this is part of why I'm not concerned at this point that we're not wholly mainstream when you're starting this two sided marketplace, you have to find any, any little kindling, any little spark where you've got the full cycle. And this is kind of, I'm not sure if this is making sense, uh, but like where you've got the whole transaction and then there's a publisher, there's a consumer, everyone's happy with that process. And now you've got something you can, um, you can build on. And, and yes, hopefully it starts to steamroll and actually roll downhill, which I think we are seeing, um, which I think we are seeing some, um, some signs of, but you don't get from, you know, nothing to hundreds of millions of users by being like, well, what do hundreds of millions of users want? And I'm going to build, I'm going to build the product for like my hundredth millionth user, like on day right. one, right? Your, your day one customer, your first customer is different than your hundred, hundred millionth customer. Um, and so you focus on just getting getting some part of that that traction wheel going. And so I think that we have that. And then from there, you continue to to grow at the boundary. Um, so you might start in and in our case, we did. We started with uh, and I'm, uh, I don't want to actually. I'm not even going to name any specific people after this. But look, it was a little. It was honestly even weirder two years ago than it is now. <laughs> and it goes and it continues to to progress more to, towards being more and more, um, you know mainstream essentially um i would right. like to preserve the weirdness for the people who want it to be weird but our, you know our aspirations for this product are mainstream right i, I do want this to be i don't want this mm-hmm. to be something that's niche um or esoteric yeah. uh, and you can see that in terms of how we're designing it you know you there's some other sites that are like we're free speech on the internet and they're like the design is edgy and the colors are edgy, you know and this you know we're trying to be you know it's a mainstream product it's just it's just different you know underneath the underneath the hood um you know, and so, but, and also your marketing campaigns, which we do do marketing campaigns. Um, they don't, what's the, I have a, I have a metaphor I use for this, right. Which is like, like uh, what marketing can get you to, uh, to taste the shit sandwich, but they can't get you to keep eating it. Like yeah. marketing gets you to try something. If the sandwich is crap, they just don't come back. Right. You can't, you can't start a great restaurant on marketing. You can, you, you have to have a great, you have to have a great, a great experience. Let's say because not just food; it is an experience. You go to a restaurant, but you have, to, you have to have a great experience, and then and then you market it to 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 get it to to jumpstart, right? So we look at this kind of stuff. What's the engagement? How often do people come back? What's the usage pattern? As those numbers are continuing to get better, how what you know, and as they get better and better, then you can pour more. Then you pour. Marketing is gasoline, right? It's it's it it pours. It amplifies a fire. But if you don't have something that's going, marketing is is just wasting money. I got you. Okay, right. So um, that that all makes sense. So there are 
some good questions and comments in the chat. One is that um, Thomas was explaining that the amount of LBC, which is the token uh, that that is locked up on a video or a channel, affects its uh, its its that, ranking in the in that's the, what I was trying to explain. Result. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So, so does that mean like I could just uh, load my account with tons of tons of LBC and that would give me more influence? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You say that. You say that kind of hesitantly. Is that a bad well, thing? Because our, our goal, because <laughs> um, it was more that uh, we thought this was a like a, a way of getting decent results and not like we want it to be a, a fight of who will spend more money on their own content. Right. Like the nature of this is that like. So we have to find algorithms that are essentially computable off of the known information of what's been happening in the blockchain. And so that seemed like a sensible way of finding, well, what's popular? Well, what are people supporting? You know, okay, let's use that. And it seems to create meaningful results. If uh, as that system starts, if that system started to get gamed more than I think it's getting gamed now, or it was getting gamed in a way that was harming user experience, you know, we would look to continue to evolve those algorithms, right? So the, the, that, that sure. is... While the algorithms are open, we're trying to deliver what people want to see, which is sort of like what's hot right now. And and so right. we designed the algorithm, you know, um, that way. I also okay. see, by the way, um, you, the, the way that this works is that that server that's providing you those results is configurable. So it's also possible that, you know, we'll see some, you know, if, if, and, and it's, it's even possible for people out there to create their own implementations of these algorithms and things like this. So we can, you know, you can, you'll be able to go into your UI and say, well, I want, I want my results, you know, I want results from this server, this way of doing it. Um, right. So yeah, I just want, I, I guess I just wanted I to, the, the right. re, only reason I hesitated is that's completely true, but I didn't want to give the implication that like the intent and the design of library is to get people in this escalating battle of right. like spending their own money to promote their right. content. That's not the intent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so there are a couple questions about adult content. Is adult content allowed? It's not my genre, but uh, I'm, I guess I'm curious too. I guess you can't stop them, right? Uh, yes, I mean, so, so we do make you look at a picture of Matt Walsh um, before <laughs> uh, you get to see it. Uh, the it is it is well again allowed. We do, we can't ban it, <laughs> right? Right. right? They, they like there's. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's no algorithm that can tell you for sure that something is pornographic or not, let alone enforcing that in a you know, distributed and decentralized network. So our right. attitude with all this stuff, and this is also why, again, I, I do set ourselves opposed a little bit to some of this. Like, we're not trying to be edgelords, right? It's necessary that edgelords be allowed to publish if you want to give people true control. But we didn't build library. Not that porn is edgelords or related, but what I'm trying to say is like, it's, yes, you. you publish whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we want the only person who has the, the keys to that to be the publisher. Right. Okay. That doesn't mean you're uh, immune to the law. This is no different than the web. If you put up a website at HTTP, whatever, you can put whatever you want on there. Right. right. The HTTP doesn't stop you. If there's no protocol layer, you know, so same, same exact idea. So we can't stop adult content. Um, and we don't really want to, because if we could, that would mean we didn't design the system correctly in the first place. Um, so our approach is, and also again, remember it's, it's hard to get our heads around these things. So we think, Oh, like library is an app. Well, it's not. Library TV is one app. You know, if we succeed, there'll be hundreds of apps, right? Um, and so um, I, I predict there'll be some apps that do target edgy content and some that target family stuff and, and everything in between. The approach we've been taking thus far is to try to make sure that everything is labeled clearly and to try to make sure that people opt into seeing something that most people might not want to see by default. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's, how, that's sort of the standard that we've been 
um, living by. Um, it's really it's 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 tough though, and we're certainly you know trying to walk this line in a way that we want people to be happy with. Um, you know, we want people to be happy with the product and and the experience. But um, I have no problem with porn. People like watching porn. Porn is vid- porn is video content, um, and so yes, you can uh, you can find uh, adult content on library if that's what you're looking for. Right now, does the does the, do the recommendation engines have any kind of opinions? by the the programmers about what types of content should like kind of categories of content that should be given more uh, push right now. The only way that, right. You know, so we do write the algorithms, but the algorithms sure. aren't, um, I, at least as far as I know, explicitly giving a negative weight or anything like that to, to certain types of content. Again, mature is hidden by default. You have to specifically go into settings and say, you want to see it. So it's not going to show up until you do that. Um, and that, and, um, uh, in, so I don't think there's anything being, yeah, I don't think there's anything being, uh, you know, sort of specifically pushed, uh, at all. It's basically, um, uh, yeah. we do use a lot of factors. So an example would be like, we, a factor in the search algorithm is like, does the content have a thumbnail image? Because it turned out the content that didn't include thumbnail images tended to be just like worse content overall. Um, so mm-hmm. there are cases like that where we put a rule in the search algorithm that's like, you know, I don't consider that to be putting our thumb in the scales. We're trying to get good results, but there's no, it's not like there's some sort of like objectively true way of searching or some objectively true way of doing sure. you know, trending. So we do, uh, so we are still making choices. When we make those choices, all the source code is open so people can look at what we've chosen to do. Right on. Okay. Yeah. I guess the motivation for the question was that um, it, it, it's increasingly looking like YouTube based on the data. It looks like YouTube is now prioritizing. Uh, mainstream news, essentially. Oh, it's this is not a question, right? This is, I think, and right. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, despite yeah. the fact that you can find some of that stuff on library. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, it is uh, uh, it's it's unequivocally true. They were leaking the data right. for several days. You can right. get it out of the API, and a bunch of the scores were catching. Um, and you can see that um, they are negatively waiting. Uh, did you happen to get your score, Justin? Did you, did you find out? Uh, uh, did, did, did it get captured by anyone? No, I didn't get. I didn't. No. Okay. I didn't know uh, they had actual scores for channels. So uh, yeah, like I can that. find, I think I saw the article on reclaim the net. I could dig it up. Um, it's uh, but for like they were, at, they were leaking it accidentally. So the API results. So when you're, when you're using YouTube, it's like calling to the server and it's returning sure. these API results and you can see the structured data if you, if you go and look at it. And so essentially they were accidentally returning this score value. Um, and so for, I think it was oh, like two really? days, uh, the, the, the score, the, so, and so there's this, like, I forget what they called it, but it's literally like just a scalar value. That's like, this is how much this channel should get boosted versus, you know, negatively weighted. Mm. Interesting. Right. So, so yeah, there's, there's none of that going on in library. There's nothing, there's no per channel. Okay. Oh, the, oh, there is one other way that we put our thumb on the scale. So I did want to be clear. Yeah. I do want to be clear about this. So cool. we have two types of, um, so there's blacklist. So if we receive a DMCA and that kind of stuff that gets mm-hmm. registered on a blacklist. Um, so without someone explicitly, you know, modifying the configuration, that's not going to show up ever. You can't get that through library TV at all, no matter what you do. Um, and, and you're, you have to essentially break the law to access that stuff or be outside the U S. Okay. So that's on the blacklist. That's like DMCA, um, type stuff. Uh, we then also have what we call a gray list. And so this is if, if people are, um, being malicious, but not necessarily breaking the law. So this would be like, mis mislabeling stuff just blatantly right um you you say that it's uh 
you know, it's a, it, you, you, someone trying to serve a virus or something. Although that's actually, as far as I know, not happened and, and couldn't happen. Um, you know, you can't get a virus by clicking play on a video, to be clear. Uh, but, but malicious activity. We put that on a gray list. Um, and that, that can be more easily um, sort of configured to show. But just basically, it's, it's stuff that no one wants to, to see. I get you. Yeah, okay. It, it's, yeah. But it's nothing is on that gray list. It's anything like there's nothing lit for hate speech or anything like that. It's just uh, just content that is otherwise malicious, but we haven't been specifically told was illegal. Uh, not right. a large okay. number of things. The blacklist has like 60 things. Uh, the gray list has, you know, maybe a, a couple hundred to a thousand. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm browsing the app and one of the things I wanted to ask you about, I was just double checking if there wasn't something that I missed is that the analytics seem fairly limited. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's just true. like view, just view counts really is all you can, uh, get. you can get subscribers and subscribers. Yeah. Where do you even find that? I, I don't, uh, just I don't. it's just on your channel. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Anyway, I, I don't need to uh, do this right now. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. So um, d- does library offer embeds? Like, can I embed a video in my uh, blog or something? Uh, you can. And that's also in the, if you click the share button, uh, you can get an embed uh, code. Okay, cool. I hear it. Let's, I, I mean, this this will actually probably, this would be useful for people. I will. Uh, yeah, please. Let's show the, let's show the app. Um, where is it? There we go. So, okay. So, um, if I go to like my videos, for instance, you were saying that probably the best way to share would be through the app because it gives people the choice to either do that. The yeah, just um, yeah, just click click your video and then click share, which is a little below the title. Right. So you, this is the, this is the be- this is the preferred way to share. Yeah, so that that link, that top link is the best one. If you just want to paste a link onto Twitter or Facebook or any place, a chat room, that's the best link. Although there's nothing wrong with copying the link out of your URL bar. They're basically okay. it's pretty equivalent. Um, oh, yeah, and here's the embed, yeah. And right. then there's the embed, yep. And so if you want to put the video on your website, you would copy that code and, and uh, quite similar to YouTube. Right, okay, interesting. And and the views that I would get from the embed, would that, that would feed into the library algorithm in the recommendation engine and all that, or would it not? Um, it totally should, but I think you made me realize that it's possible that they're not. The ability to embed is very is very new, and I think uh, I know someone from our technical team that's listening, guys. So uh, uh, it's it, you should look into maybe if we've if that's an oversight on our part. It certainly should. No, no. So it's if it's cool. not, we will fix that. Uh, but I kind of think that it might not be right. Okay, no problem. I, it just occurred to me I'm probably drilling you with like more technical no, this questions. Is great. I, I love it. I love it. And I'm I, gonna tell you, like okay. we um I'm not someone who is uh defensive about our stuff. You already just watched me admit that we were probably doing something um pretty wrong that seems kind of silly that we're getting wrong. But that comes from having these conversations. So, you know, any whether it's you or anyone listening, there's something you you don't like about library. You know, let us know. Um we we're re- mm-hmm. on any you can email us, any social media platform, you can let us know in chat. Um, you know, a lot of what we hear from people helps us, uh, you know, um, uh, drive, you know, modifying and improving the the product. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate your open attitude towards it. Where can I find my subscribers? Uh, click uh, your uh, channel name. So you can get it from that video. Um, click Justin Murphy towards the bottom of your screen. Like, uh, uh, I guess, would you have to click? Uh, how about to the right? Can you click the at part? Uh, 
this? No, no, like, no. Up. No. Uh, let's see. Sure. All right. Just click channels on the right side. Yep. Oh, there you go. Okay. There we go. So cool. So okay. So 37 subscribers. Cool. Yeah. I'm blowing up. I'm blowing up. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, if that's uh, how many subscribers uh, do you have on uh, on YouTube? You have uh, five, 5,000? It's like 4,000. Four, 4, yeah, 5,000, okay. 4,000. Okay. All right. Um, so, you know, if 1%. Is something that's real? No, hon- yeah. honestly, it's pretty good because I've done zero labor for it. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of a good I'm kind of a good uh, test case for uh, people who are considering using library because I've done literally almost nothing. I'm, all I did was it was actually Brendan Brewer who uh, yeah. he's an he, he's an academic. He's a friend of mine on the internet. He's an academic, but he's interested in more creative internet stuff also. And uh, he's a developer for for uh, I think he's an active volunteer. Is that right? Uh, yeah. For yeah. for library and. Uh, he just told me to, he told me to check it out. He was kind of evangelizing it. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll check it out. And um, yeah, so what people are seeing here, this is my library account. I did almost no work. All I did was at Brendan's suggestion, I signed up. I set up the YouTube mirroring system. That did take a little bit of time, but just a few clicks. It wasn't too complicated. And then I had to like set up my wallet. Uh, but anyone who's ever done anything with any type of crypto, uh, it's, you know, it's relatively easy. Um and uh, yeah, so I've done essentially nothing, and I have 37 subscribers. Uh, my videos don't get a lot of views, um, unsurprisingly, but I do have a thousand LBC, which I think is like a few bucks, <laughs> a yeah. few US dollars. It's like ten uh, bucks. Yeah. You know? So hey, yeah, it's something. I mean, for doing that, for doing almost nothing, it's it's not bad. So um, other than other than sharing the videos actively, like on social or whatever, um, are there other tips or tricks on like how? Because I notice a lot of my videos have. Almost, some of them I think have zero views. So like something is going on where they're not even getting sent to my subscribers or something. I, I, could you explain that and give some tips and tricks on like yeah. if I did want to grow, if I did want to grow my channel on library, like what would I need to do? I mean, I would say that like the biggest thing is to just make sure that anytime when you would otherwise be linking or embedding YouTube to at least con- con- either replace it with library or consider using mentioning library as well. Um, so um, right. I think that's the the number one thing that you can do. Um, I suppose, like um, you know, coming into um, you know our community uh, can't hurt. There are people who you know uh, uh, whoever from Alex Jones's team is publishing to library is in our you know chat room. You can hang out with him and these other creators who are hanging out in there. Oh, and, is uh, Alex Jones on there? Yeah, Alex cool. Jones is that's on uh, is on library. Yeah, uh, and uh, um, so uh, interacting with our community more, right? Um, is a is a, is a way of getting more um, right. followers from, you know, from the, from the, the active library um, users. Right. And so even though I have 37 subscribers, the fact that some of my videos have no views, I guess that means like those people just aren't paying attention. Yeah. It means that, you know, they're not, not watching everything that they're subscribed because to. Does, yeah. does every, does every video that let, let, the better way to frame that, sorry, is um, if I subscribe to channels, uh, do I certainly see every video that they produce? If you're subscribed to the channel, here's what happens. You'll get uh, an email notification from us for new publishes um, the vast majority of time. If you're subscribed to, it is like a digest. So if you're subscribed to so many channels, there is a limit on how many it will send you per day. But like, mm. unless you're subscribing to like a really large amount, you'll basically get a notification by email for every video. If you have the mobile app, you'll also get a, a notification on mobile when it goes up. And then if you, um, uh, you have to go back to your, uh, your homepage, but then you can see by channel, this is uh, going to change soon. We're going to be 
emphasizing subscription. We're going to give you a link directly in the sidebar to get to um, your subscribed content in the near future. But right now, okay. it would be so if you click, I guess you're probably not subscribed to anything. I don't know. Um, a, I think I did a couple just like so, randomly. Okay, so okay. click home um, on the right. Right. And then um, in this in the second drop down at the top, go to yeah. channels. Right. No, no. Uh, go back to home. Yeah, as I said, this is confusing. Oh. We're this is changing. No, it's okay. It's Sean, cool. if, you're, if you're listening, you should make it, but don't have the video up. You should make sure you're watching Justin do this right now. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. I'm giving you free uh, user interface interface testing. No, I, I, it's um, <laughs> it. You why you have to do it right? Like you don't, if you're you have to watch people use your app. Course, yeah, yeah. This is how um, um, it gets better. So at, at the top of um, there's two selects where it says trending for tags you follow at the top on the left. Yeah, tags yeah. you follow. Click yeah. that and tags change it to, yeah. to ch- channels you follow. Okay. Yeah. And so this is trending, and then you can also do by new, and that would show you um, just your. Um, subscriptions by the order of recent publishes but as i mentioned we're we're gonna this is gonna be much easier in the near future so on the right you'll be able to have a link like just for your subscriptions and that will probably be defaulting to a, a by new view and so then okay. that, that would show you everything interesting i mean something you're kind of making me think about is that because some people complain about youtube not actually showing them the videos that they subscribe to this is a a, a big problem on twitter i think where uh, you don't even see half the thing, half the tweets from the people that you're subscribed to. But I think the problem also exists on YouTube. Um, and so I wonder if there's a kind of possible opportunity here where like if people wanted to have much more controlled kind of content streams, especially with video, uh, perhaps in small groups, right? Like if there are like groups of creators who want to uh, follow each other and they want to make sure that they're they're seeing everything. I feel like library has a has a kind of competitive advantage on that because now that you mentioned the emails you're right i remember now i i get emails i think i when i just was playing around i think i just found like benjamin boyce who i know from the internet and i subscribed to him and i think i get an email every day letting me know of uh emails uh videos that he's that he's posted and so for some people that might be like a heavy touch but in fact if the if the problem with some social media is that it's not showing you everything you want to see um, library might, might actually be, that might, that might be, that might be a good thing, right? Like, um, that's kind of interesting. I wonder. Yeah. I mean, I think that's absolutely true. Um, I want to, you know, our attitude is, and, and like, that's the, re- that's one of the really nice things about this protocolization. So a, a, a group of user that does kind of, um, frequently get, uh, I don't know if screwed is the right word, but overlooked or underserved, underserved. I'm going to settle on underserved by, uh, um, you know, there's only one YouTube, right? So it's like, if you if you want to be a power YouTuber, it's tough for YouTube to be like, well, here's the power user YouTube interface. Twitter does actually do that. There's tweet decks. You can kind of, there's kind of like a power user right. Twitter interface. Um, but, but like, the, yeah, it's, I, I find it very frustrating. Um, I think we're probably in the minority because obviously they engineer their products to, to like, they've done tests and this performs better. Um, right. But I think it's, I think it's crazy. And I think it's super frustrating that I can't just see a, a time ordered view of people that I, I follow. Um, it's kind right. of wild that you can't do that. Right. Yeah. And because there's also this issue that like when I post videos to YouTube, um, it's never really clear to me if people are, if, if everyone who has subscribed has seen it, there's, they have this option to click the bell, you know, where you get a notification if you click the bell, but if you don't click the bell, 
um, and people don't aren't ch constantly checking YouTube, they're not necessarily knowing that I'm posting new stuff. Um, and the way that library had by default, it will send me this email digest. I think you said, I, I think yeah. it's daily, um, where it, it's basically giving me a, a daily kind of update uh, by default on everything that I've, I've subscribed to. That kind of has some advantages again for, I think like smaller creators who are trying to build like a loyal audience from, from, from today onward, where like doing that on YouTube organically doesn't seem to really be an option anymore. I wonder. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and I, I, but I think, I think the, um, you know, the beauty of this kind of system is it's like, uh, um, you know, you can, you can end up with, you know, there can be a hundred you want, you know, there can be so many different ways. So if some people like the, you know, maybe someone wants their content to look like email where it's just like a little text, and, you know, no, get those images out of there or whatever, you know, that can exist. And there's room for all mm -hmm. of them, um, you know, versus, you know, having these one size fits all, which I think is, is sort of dictated by the design of, of a lot of these other systems. Right. Something I probably should have said at the beginning, but uh, it, I, I forgot to, is that I'm, I'm by the way, for people listening, I have, I have nothing to gain from any of this. I don't, there's no referral links or anything. Like uh, that. You have 1000 LBC uh, in that oh. wallet. I saw it. So, uh... so oh, 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 meaning, yeah. If people were to join on library and the value of that were to increase, I would gain. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I'm not, I should take this moment to let you know that LBC is not an investment vehicle and I strongly discourage buying it for any reason other than using it on the platform. However, I guess I can say that it's if it, it's probably obvious, but you know that is another benefit to all of these kind of uh, startups, right? Especially the blockchain startups is like if they do take off in the in the you know in the future sometime, the little bit of LBC you're sitting on could who knows what it might be worth one day. I'm I'm not legally allowed to <laughs> respond to that comment. Well, I'm allowed to say I'm allowed to. I'm allowed I have, to no, say I think that is I think that is a possibility. I just can't say that that's a good reason to buy it. Um, uh, sure. the, it is cool. It is cool. It's a, a benefit of the, there's a couple of benefits. I mean, so there is that. Another thing is it's like an incentive alignment thing, right? Like we, that's, we, we succeed together in the same way. Whereas I think, so I think our, like us and creators and viewers are all like more closely aligned than, than I think you end up with, with this sort of centralized, um, um, platform, um, right. model. And then the other part is, yeah, it's like, it's, you know, the, the, yes, the benefit of, of being uh, an early, like, suppose you discovered YouTube in 2009, like essentially the, the benefit actually, it's kind of like this. I'm like, I, I, it will come up from time to time. I'm like, well, guys, I, you know, I started using Facebook in 2007. You know, what's that worth? It's like, cool. I guess yeah, I saw that first. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Whereas if you get on library early, you get involved early, you get to have a lot more, um, you'll end up with more say, you'll end up with more tokens. You get to have a lot of influence in terms of where this project is going. And, and I do think that's pretty cool. Right. That, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think so too. Um, and I think the fact that it's relatively easy to just get signed up and at least just mirror your YouTube videos, there's really not too much of a cost to getting in early and playing around with it and, and, and seeing if you get some traction on library also, which reminds me, what are there particular communities that are, especially thriving on library that we might not be able to guess? Yeah. Uh, well, so it's, I mean, pretty much anyone who's affected by YouTube. So that's anyone from people who are being outright banned or demonetized to they just might not be getting a, their, their score, you know, their trending score might be, um, you know, lower. Um, you've also mm -hmm. got just the people who are more into the um, people who are into it for the freedom of speech aspects or people who are just anti-censorship. That's another big community blockchain community, right? So people who are into blockchain and the tech side, you've got sort of a community centered around that. 
Um, some of the some of the most press we've gotten has been around um, firearms CAD files, mm. uh, sometimes referred to as 3D printed guns. Right. Uh, and so some of those users have adopted library as a means of sharing their um, their files, uh, which as far as I know are legal files. We've never received a notification saying that they're not, um, but they are, they have adopted library. Um, that's one that people, that's because one that people not, might not think of. You can see an article in Wired about us, um, about that. Um, I'm, I'm sure now I'm forgetting someone and they're going to be upset. Um, I've seen some cool um just like creator maker to oh, maker community. That's another uh, interesting one. So because um, oh, yeah. library does support, we've talked about it mainly as a video platform, but it, it actually can distribute other types of files. And so um, um, again, it sort of extends beyond firearms, just generally the maker community, because there's these files for printing stuff. And so some of them have adopted library as a, as a, as a way of sharing them. Right, right. This actually came up in the chat before I, I, I made a note to try to get it on the agenda if we had time. Uh, so what kinds of documents can you share? You can share any type of document or what? Anything, right? Like as far as library is concerned, it's like even the videos, they're just files and everything's a file. Uh, even when you're streaming a video or live streaming, it's just a file. And is it similar with the non-video documents about how you can charge for it? So you could you could essentially kind of sell a digital download through library, through LBC? Yep. Exactly, yep. That's kind, of, that's kind of interesting because, right, because then you can start doing um, more dubious forms of <laughs> products that, Maybe like you couldn't sell on Gumroad for um, whatever reason. I I hope by dubious you mean bare female breasts or something, and uh, not anything uh, malicious or legal. But yeah, well, that's why dubious is a great word because yeah, it, it's not necessarily condoning anything bad. But um, okay, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking if if there's anything that any that people create or sell. I mean, ranging from you know edgy edgy philosophy or theory, right? I mean, there, we're in this new weird moment of political correctness where like certain types of uh, philosophy, certain types of theory are considered beyond the pale and the hate speech or, you know, dangerous or whatever, yeah. um, all, all the way, all the way to 3d printed guns or yeah. porn or whatever. Yeah, like, it's, and it's wild. And I will say, Justin, that is a big part of why I, I, I um, am so passionate about this company. That's an, I, you know, I, I noticed um, that that's an issue that you care a lot about. And I'm guessing your audience cares a lot about, and I care, um, I care a ton about it. And I think it's crazy sure. how, I mean, like literally you can get banned uh, for, from some of these platforms or muted for like facts, like objectively true statements, um, you know, let alone things that, you know, um, may or may not be true, but, you know, just, I think there's some, some huge double standards and it's, it's, it's weird. It's been weird. Uh, I'm sure it's been weird for you um, seeing these changes over the last, you know, five to 10 years. Yeah, for sure. Now, what if someone does something because it's not like the dark web, right? It's not like like to, to, to set up a library account, you have to have a lot of things in place. So I, I guess could you have uh, people you, who are like truly like like very anonymous, I, I guess? Yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to give the implication that like <laughs> yeah. library is, is like for those kinds of things no, right? yeah. um, but the nature but it yes you can you can use it that way if you um you, right so the, you, the information you provide to us is basically so we can give you free lbc so if you want free stuff from us you got to tell us a little bit about you so we can um so we can send you emails because he doesn't love emails you know and and we have to prevent fraud and and things like that um if you want to use library totally anonymously you know get lbc Somehow, uh, whether it's from an exchange or from, uh, uh, you know, you can use um, decentralized exchanges or other ways. So if you, so imagine, in other words, you're, you want to be uh, the, 
the 21st century Thomas Paine, uh, or, 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 or I don't know, is Moldbug the 21st century uh, Thomas Paine? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, 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 anyway, uh, so you're this. You want to be this person. Uh, uh, you um, you get some LBC anonymously. Somehow you could use a decentralized peer-to-peer exchange, uh, and then um, you know you 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 launch library. You don't don't create an account <laughs> and publish with the LBC. You got that way. Um, you know we would not. Oh, sorry. Turn off analytics. Uh, so it's in the settings. Go into settings. Uncheck that box. There's, it says basically send data to library. We do like it if you keep that box checked. It helps us make the software better. Um, we're not spying on you. But it, if you want to be as anonymous as possible, uncheck that analytics box. Get your LBC in there. And yeah, you could publish very anonymously uh, in a way that it would be difficult for us to know, difficult to impossible for us to know who it was. Interesting. Interesting. So this opens up lots of possibilities. Not that you would ever condone any of them, but you know, so you could, for instance make an anonymous account. Well, first of all, I mean, this is actually really interesting because, um, so you, are there other sites where you can do and not where you can make videos anonymously? Cause, um, obviously you, I don't think you can with YouTube. I mean, you can have, you can obviously make like an avatar or whatever. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, right. So if I um, want to publish anonymously on YouTube, I, I, uh, you know, either, uh, you know, use Tor or do the whole, you know, go to my coffee shop with a laptop I bought with for cash. And, you know, I buy, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, create a, uh, create a, uh, disposable email accounts. I create a YouTube account. I mean, you, Google has actually cracked down on account creation quite a bit. So I haven't gone through the process in a number of years, but I would imagine it's still possible mm. to create an account without giving them, you know, whatever you buy a burner phone or whatever they require to get through, to get through it. And then right. you, have an account, you upload a video. I mean, I, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's impossible by any means to publish. I'm like, I'm like arguing against myself. Right? Library is the only way to yeah. do it. Uh, but uh, no, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. So, now, what if, what if I down though? That's the difference, right? If you publish anonymously on YouTube and it's something controversial, you know, it might go away. If you publish something anonymously on library, it's, it's safe. Now, what if I publish on library, some sort of video that's uh, illegal or something. And there was like a, a court order to take it down. If I did like, if I, if I got like a leaked celebrity, like sex tape or something like that and sold it on library, like what, would, and, and, and then the person sued me or like, yeah, with criminal charges. So, like, right, so, so right. So first and most clearly, like library doesn't obviate you of other legal responsibilities. Right. Right? Yeah. So you break the law, you're subject to breaking the law. If we get court orders that say tell us information, I want to be clear, we will give them every piece of information we can we have. Right. We're not trying to facilitate this kind of thing, and we would comply with that. Now, if we don't have information, we can't give that we can't give information we don't have, obviously. Right. Um, if uh, if so, if we're then told that something is illegal, that's what I mentioned. Um, we we have a black this blacklisting system. We publish those orders. So if you want to see the DMCA's that we've received, you can actually view them. Um, mm. uh, they're in our GitHub in the DMCA repo. Uh, we then um, what? Uh, so this system is actually changing a little bit, but essentially we then record them on a blacklist. Um, this blacklist is actually on the blockchain, so it's like this data is data that should not be accessed because you can't delete anything from a blockchain. So we say that it shouldn't be accessed. Everyone who wants to operate legally is not going to access that stuff. Library TV won't access that stuff. Um, our software, any so basically there's this key aspect. We can get into it if you care, but there's a wallet server. That's even your desktop client is connecting to this. So if you're connected to one of our, if you're connected to a legal wallet server, the legal wallet servers respect these blacklists. So again, they're not going to return. Um, they're not going to return information that would allow you to access this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, this is, I think, better than the status quo. Again, the comparison that we should be making is like, what happens if someone emails something that was illegal? 
What happens if someone puts up a website that hosts a file that was illegal? Right. You do the right. same stuff. So you go after the hosts, right? So like people have to be willing to host it. Remember, we're not going to host it if it's illegal, right? Library TV, we help host some of the stuff on library TV so you get good web performance. If um, if we're told it's illegal, we're not hosting it anymore. Yeah, so that's, it has to, right. there, have to be, there have to be people out there who are willing to put it on their hard drive, you know? Right. I see. Right. So it's not like you can't delete it from the blockchain, but you can uh, choose to not display it on. The yeah. Yeah. Website. So think of again, the, the blockchain is just metadata. And then the peer to peer data network is like BitTorrent. So similar to BitTorrent, right. right? Like if no one is hosting the data, it doesn't matter that the torrent exists. The, the, um, so some people out there have to be have to be continuing to host it. The, the library blockchain is like taking a blockchain and using that to store metadata, which couldn't be done previously. So torrents were centralized, torrent data is decentralized. The library blockchain solves that first half of the problem of, of metadata being centralized. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of toying with a bunch of crazy scenarios in my mind, but I don't want to, uh, I don't want to excite like crazy people on the internet. So we'll, 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 I think we can wrap that part of the conversation up. I'm not sure. trying to send, I'm not trying to send like all the edge lords and uh, trolls to uh, library as a site for their antics. But it is no, but it is honestly interesting to think through for, for kind of prospects of radical intellectual freedom, where uh, a lot of people have have reasonable concerns about that right now, um, because a lot of even the the mainstream platforms for distributing content, um, they seem like they're pretty they they have pretty weak wills, they're pretty weak backbones in in a lot of cases, and so if you're really trying to embark on a long term serious intellectual career, um, that might be uh, dealing with dicey topics, it, it does seem like it is in your interest to invest somewhat in these types of uh, more avant-garde and censorship-resistant platforms. Oh yeah, absolutely. Look at you know if you're, um, it's a, you know we we have to leverage what's different, and so we're not going to be afraid to like lean into that stuff. Like we think it's it's great that. Um, that, for example, the, the firearm stuff is very controversial, and mm. we're, not, I'm not, we're not necessarily endorsing. Uh, you know, I, I generally believe that people should have an ability to live in a place that has laws that they like, and a lot of people like gun control, and I think they should be able to have, um, uh, even if it's not might, might not be what I want personally. Um, you know, so that's our attitude with everything, um, and you know, we want we're. we're uh, I'm rehashing things I've said before about, you know, we're not trying to put stuff in, in people's faces, but we think people should have an ability to do it in a, in a more fundamental way. We're not afraid to lean into some of this because it is what's different about us right now. So if, yeah, if this, if someone wants to do a, an anonymous, uh, you know, intellectual handle, you know, um, if, again, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm right. sure there are other examples. I mean, Moldbug is the one that keeps coming to mind of like an example of someone who has like gained a lot of popularity essentially publishing anonymously for a long time before he was his, his mm-hmm. identity was eventually discovered. Uh, can you think of another example, Any anything in the last 10, 20 years? It's a good question. It's a good question. I'm thinking more about um, how people are selling digital downloads right now. Okay. Through, for instance, like Gumroad. Like Gumroad seems like a really good uh, platform that's kind of, I think, the current kind of dominant uh, provider for this sort of, for this sort of thing, kind of selling one-off PDFs or selling one-off eBooks or videos or whatever. Um, they have a very slick and, and very, very nice uh, system that, that I've recommended to many people. And they, they haven't shown it yet any particular kind of uh, political sensitivity that anyone needs to be particularly alarmed by. But they are kind of just an, a, a more normal uh, kind of, uh, you know, commercial startup. And uh, you do have to wonder 
if some of the more edgy podcasters and edgy, you know, ebook writers or whatever, um, if there was sufficient flack and pushback, you, you do have to, you always have to kind of wonder if um, Gumroad might like uh, remove your ability to sell on there or something like that. And so using, using something like uh, library as a system for s- essentially selling digital products. That's a kind of interesting uh, use case that I don't think it, uh, many people are, are currently associating with. Yeah. I, and I, I do think library makes a ton of sense for that use case. If you're remotely concerned uh, about the platform that you're, you're publishing on potentially having a problem with it, <clears throat> library is a great place to move to. Yeah, so that's that's all very very interesting. So I mean, this has been fun to talk with you and, and very illuminating. I definitely have a better kind of mental picture of of uh, the the role and the function that a library is is trying to serve. And you even gave me some concrete tips and tricks for navigating the interface, which wasn't uh, completely obvious to me. So this has been fun and, and and useful. I think people will get a lot from it. Was there anything, Jeremy, that you you think? people like me and my audience might be especially interested to know or learn about that maybe we didn't squeeze in yet? Uh, well, um, I guess I'll just hit uh, you know one more time that uh, people should go create a library.tv account and then uh, and then follow Justin Murphy uh, immediately. <laughs> you'll never miss a video because you'll get that uh, email. Um, I can pr- I could do a I could do a reward code uh, for your audience, just some extra LBC for uh, sure, if you want to the people listening. Uh, It sounds like a few people listening already just signed up. So yeah, sure. We'll throw it up. Why not? Okay. Uh, So we'll do, I'm actually, uh, I'm literally filling out the form because I should have done this in advance and I didn't. Uh, We'll do uh, 100 LBC. We're going to make it jmurf007. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. James Bond. Yeah, I'm like James Bond, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's jmurf007 and it's live. So if people go in, if if you just sign up for library, Go into the rewards area, and there's like a spot where you can enter a custom code uh, and type in jmurf007. Uh, you can get that. jmurf007. And what that will get you what? 100 LBC. Uh, just 100 LBC for free. To get started. And then you can – the idea is that you can uh, spend your own LBC to promote particular videos. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, basically, that gets factored into the trending. How much your how much content is getting tipping and supported. So, so if you right. uh, another thing you could do if you just claim that, load up Justin's channel, send some of that his way, and uh, and we'll get him get him a larger audience. Right on. Well, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'll, I my my kind of rundown or kind of summary of this, as far as I'm understanding and, and thinking about it, is that it seems to me like. Um, because the it's relatively simple to mirror from YouTube to to library. To me, that's kind of like one of the crucial kind of genius things that you've done with library. Because if that wasn't in place, it's just so hard to justify putting in like a lot of work to get started on one of the many kind of um, you know startup blockchain competitor platforms. But the fact that you can basically sign up and mirror YouTube content, I think if anyone is out there like me, kind of. Like I'm not huge on YouTube, you know, at all. I'm 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 very tiny in the world of YouTube, um, but I have just enough of an audience that it's worthwhile for me to. I enjoy making videos, and it, it's a valuable format. So I, I produce videos regularly, and um, if there are other people out there like me who are trying to produce kind of highbrow intellectual video content, and they're you know facing the fact that you're not going to get big on YouTube, uh, you know, now from starting out just now. And um, 
you want to do it anyway, though, to just because you believe in the content and because maybe you have just enough of uh, network in other in other platforms that you, you can make a at least a YouTube channel kind of minimally viable for for your kind of intellectual projects. Then it seems to me that for people like me, it is worth it to sign up for an account with library, uh, do the automatic mirroring. And then for all of these other reasons, like we talked about, it's basically a kind of more censorship proof archive. So if YouTube decides to take down one of your videos or do something like that or whatever, um, at least it's going to be there on library. If it's like, if you are really concerned about anonymity, it sounds like we've learned today that uh, library has, I think, uh, kind of more features for you in that regard, if you want to produce videos. And, um, and then there's always just the, the, the kind of moonshot uh, possibility that if YouTube does keep going down the drain, which is what a lot of people think is going on, um, something's going to ultimately replace it. And, and if in fact it ends up being library, then, uh, you will be rewarded for getting in early essentially. And, um, although, you know, Jeremy was very honest and he's not shilling anything at all in that regard. Um, I'm, I'm pointing out that, you know, even if that's a very, very low probability, uh, to me, I feel like if you're going to do kind of unorthodox fringe niche radical theory, right? That this sort of the sort of stuff that I do and that that people who watch my stuff are interested in, you have to kind of face the fact that you're already on the margins. Like you're just going to be probably your destiny to be on the margins. The question is to be as successful as possible on the margins. And I think one of the kind of tactics that that calls for is um, having your fingers in a whole lot of different pies, right? I mean, if it's not that hard to make an account on library and get started, um, uh, you, you should pretty much like just get a little bit of investment in all of the different types of um, kind of main competitors to the mainstream platforms out there. Because um, if there's even a small probability that one of them takes off, you want to you wanna just do the little bit of work necessary to to be in on the ground floor. And that's kind of how I'm treating it. And I think that that strategically makes sense to me. And um, I, I've had no problems with the platform. I, I, I have, as I said, I, I'm being honest that I, I don't use it actively. I just don't have the time to, to really play with it too much. But nonetheless, I, you know, have 37 subscribers from doing nothing and, you know, um, at least a few US dollars of uh, LBC already. And it was all pretty straightforward. And so I think for all of those reasons, it, it, it does make sense to give it some attention, play with it uh, for people like me anyway. And um, who knows what will come of it. Great. That was a great summary. Uh, it was really great uh, to talk to you. And I, I, I hope you and your audience checks out Library. I will say that the, some of the best financial advice I've ever heard is to look for uh, bets where it's heads I win, tails nothing happens. Uh, right. And I think, I think Library adoption uh, you know, very much has, has that um, property. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, yeah, this is good. This was a, this was like a deep dive into how it works and what to expect if you make an account and how how the algorithm works, how it doesn't work. And um, yeah, so this is very good. Thanks for your time, Jeremy. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Justin. All right, man. I'll let you go now. Bye. All right, later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you thought that was cool, then don't forget to subscribe. And it would be even cooler if you left a review. I'd appreciate that. And yeah, just to learn more about what I'm up to, you can check out theotherlifenow.com. That's all. And I will see you around the internet.